Blog Talk Radio. book that I got out because I have a new website coming out called Locario Motivation where I'm talking about like a lot of different you know aspects of the game when it comes to like life and you know getting what you want and you know happiness and stuff like that so you know Alright folks I am Jay the host of Jay Talks to the People radio show please find the show on iTunes Stitcher Google Play Go to Facebook, check out Facebook, Jay Talks to the People Radio Facebook group. And we got my guest on today, Mr. Locario, life and dating coach, and has a good film that I got on my computer, It's Your Fault You're Single. You had a lot of fun doing that uh, project, didn't you, Mr. Locario? Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was cool, man. You know, I had a, a lot of talented people. We just came together and you know made it happen. I auditioned some actors and we just put it together. So that 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 movie is you know based on my um, ebook, It's Your Fault You're Single, which is for women. So just showing women how they can actually you know make things happen if they uh, you know take their dating life in their own hands and stuff. So that's how you know that's how we do with that. So are you still like in contact with the cast members and all the people that were involved? Yeah, yeah. Most of them, most of them, we're you know, we're Facebook friends. We, you know, we follow each other on Instagram, and you know, everybody's like doing their own thing and everything like that. So we just, you know, we keep in contact here and there. 
and you know see what's up and everything you know Alright, well we're going to definitely pick up where we left off in just a bit. Uh, folks, definitely questions, comments, feedback, and criticism. I can find a use for it. Send it to jtalkstothepeople at yahoo.com. And if you happen to catch this event live, you can definitely call in with questions. Phone number is 773-897-6235. Questions, comments. So, yeah, we last time we were talking about cohabitation. Cohabitation, couples living together. Right. I was researching online that there were statistics saying that, well, there's higher divorce rates for people that live together Mm -hmm. first before getting married. And right. my, the question in the question in my head was, well, why is that? And they never explained why. So I'm thinking, right. how much value does this statistic have? Because you're just, I mean, all statistics do is just, from what I see, they just survey and evaluate different areas that they happen to choose. Right. So... You were you were speaking last time that just because you live together, it really has nothing to do with the quality and um, essence of the couple. Can you like elaborate more, kind of like uh, recap from last time? Yeah, because um, basically what it is is that like there's, I don't think there's necessarily because the statistic is saying that people who live together end up divorcing more. I, I feel like this is not really the correlation. Uh, of them living together is that's the issue. I think it's the issue of the people in the relationship, which is why the relationship ends up in divorce. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's necessarily the fact that they're living together. It's that probably most of these couples that were living together, were in, they weren't in good relationships in the first place. So they weren't really, um, you know, the type of people who were suitable to be married to each other in a longer-term relationship, which is why it, it failed. You know, You know what I'm saying? So it's like that type of thing. I think that's what's really going on. Right, because I'm looking at this study. I think it was online or on YouTube. There are some studies, and I'm looking, okay, so there's a higher divorce rate for these couples. Okay, why is that? And when they live right. together, what's going on to cause them? Mm. What's, like, the breakdown here? And they right, never right. cover that part. Right. Yeah, because I'm because it is. There's more uh, to a relationship. There's more complexities within the actual relationship than just actually living, you know, in the, in the in the same space with somebody. So there's a lot of different things that's going on other than that. That's probably creating the friction that creates the actual divorce and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And another question I had is, well, how do you know? Let's just say hypothetically that these couples that live together, that show a higher divorce rate, how do you know if what if they didn't live together first and mm. still had the same divorce rate? Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You never really know what it is, you know. So, you know. But, yeah, that's... <laughs> well, yeah, moving to uh, this other thing with... Uh, I think you did a video about single-parent dating. Relationships mm-hmm. is it is it best to avoid 
single parents, speaking from the man's perspective, is it best to avoid? Um, like, like you said, is it best to avoid know, like a, like a single okay. mom? You say is it best to avoid her? Um, I mean, well, I think it depends. Like, in general, like it, it depends. Like, if, if it's a woman who, you know, let's say she was, let's say she has one kid and. Or, you know, maybe even two, and let's say she was married to some guy for, like, 10, 20 years or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then they got divorced. And that's one thing versus, like, if you meet a woman and you see she got four or five kids from, you know, uh, a whole bunch of different baby daddies and all of that. And then also, you know, that that's it's sort of showing, like, the irresponsibility in that situation. You see what I'm saying? So it all, it all depends on the specific situation and also the character of that that woman because I don't think you know just because a woman is a single parent doesn't necessarily mean that she wouldn't be a good woman to date but you still have to sort of see like what's really going on in the situation to make the best you know uh you know uh decision for yourself if you're trying to you know deal with this woman you understand what I'm saying but at the same time though if you're dealing with a woman who does have kids you know you don't want it to be where you're you're bending over backwards and doing all this other craziness, which you shouldn't be doing for any woman anyway. But especially for a woman who has kids, because I, you know, I get guys who email email me all the time, and they're like, "Yo, I'm some of this lady. She's giving me the runaround. You know, she's being flaky and this and this and that." And then I hear that she got like two kids, and I'm like, "Wait a second! Like, you you're going through all of this for for this lady who who already got you know she's like a single mom like." That she should be giving uh-huh. you a, a thousand percent cooperation. You feel what I'm saying? Because you could go out here and just get some young chick who don't got no kids and then, you know, do what it do. So, you know, a, a chick who has kids, she should be she should be on top of her game heavy. And if she's not, then, you know, you don't really need to deal with it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. And uh, so it doesn't matter. Does it matter how many kids they have, the, the person has? I mean, if it, it 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 does matter to an extent because the more kids that she has, the more it's going to be an you know, an issue to even deal with her generally. Because if she has a lot of kids and you're trying to really have a relationship with her, deal with her, you know, she got to tend to her kids. So it's like it ain't gonna be no, it's not gonna be a situation where you could really make something happen in a lot of cases. And you, and on top of that, to a certain extent, you might have to deal with the, you know her kids in a certain way if you are seeing her long term. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, depending on how much he has, it's gonna it's gonna make a, a big deal. But um depending on the guy and you know, depending on who you are and what you're looking for, you know what I'm saying? It it, it all de- that also depends also because for some guys they might not it might not be an issue because they might have kids or whatever also and they're like, whatever, it don't make a difference to me. But then for some guys, depending on what they're trying to do specifically in their life or what type of lifestyle they're trying to, you know, um, live, it's going to make a big difference. So it all depends on, you know, the the dude and what he's really trying to do. And how should the man do with the father of the children? See, that's the thing. The father's still in their lives. And and, and that's the thing. And that's what I'm saying. That's another part of the situation because I would say if, you're dealing with a woman who has kids and let's say, you know, the baby father's in the life and he's, he's like on some other crazy shit, like on some drama stuff, then you don't need to deal with that woman because, because the thing is anything, like if you're dealing with her, 
you're dealing with her kids and the baby father. So it's like you're you're you gotta you gotta understand that all that comes along with dealing with that. You feel what I'm saying? But let's say if she has one kid and the baby father's cool, he's just a regular dude and it's just that him and the girl divorced or whatever and they just broke up, then it ain't really that big of a deal. You see what I'm saying? So this is what I'm saying it all depends on the situation and the people within that situation because that is is gonna vary depending on you know, how that woman is, how her kids is, how the big father is, and also your situation and what you're trying to do. You see what I mean? Yeah. Now, how do you know when you're officially in a monogamous affair or in an exclusive relationship? Does it have to be verbal? Does it have to just be intuitive? How would you make, how would would it typically go official? Oh no, it has to it has to be something verbal. Like it has to be a discussion. You know, you know what I mean? Like you can't ever assume that, you know, this goes for men and women. It's like, you know, you can't assume that the person you're dating is just with you or that you and this person is just together now. It has to be a conversation because if there's no conversation had, there's no, you know, um talk about that, then everything is still sort of all up in the air. You know what I mean? Because one person's gonna think it's this, the other person's gonna think it's that. So everybody has to be on the same page and say, hey, you know, we're going to be exclusive, and you both agree to that, and then that's how it goes. You know what I mean? So that's how the, the monogamous relationship starts. Before that, everybody is just dating the person, and the person could be, you know, dating other people at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so you're saying there's never a situation, scenario, where the couple is going through like a gradual transition, and then they have, they're doing different things, with each other that kind of put them up on that higher level. They're kind of doing things different than what they were doing with each other months back, maybe like, you know, doing mm-hmm. certain things for each other, maybe even moving in and doing all these different things. And you will still be at this situation of, well, since we haven't had that discussion, we're still mm-hmm. safe to play the field with one another, with other people. Yeah, well, that's just- yeah, well, that's the thing. They always got to be in a discussion because no, no, I don't think any couple or people who are dating, you know, they they're not gonna move in with each other before their boyfriend and girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if you're dating somebody and you never had that discussion that y'all are together, most people aren't gonna do something like moving or whatever. So the thing is, even if you guys are, let's say you're doing like, let's say you're seeing each other more than than usual, you went from seeing each other maybe once a week to like twice a week now, and then y'all seeing each other a few more times. Until you had the discussion, it's still not a monogamous relationship because that guy in the relationship or that woman in the relationship could also be seeing somebody else, but they're not necessarily telling you. You know what I'm saying? So then now you're thinking it's just you and that person, but it's, they have somebody on the side that they also seeing when they're not dealing with you. So, again, it still has to be that conversation because until that conversation is had, that person could still be seeing the other person. You know what I mean? And then that other person they're seeing – might have the conversation with them and say, yo, I want to be with you exclusively. They're going to hit you up and be like, well, we, we can't see each other anymore because I've been messing with this other person. You feel what I'm saying? So there always has to be a discussion before, um, you know, anything else occurs in the situation. You see what I mean? Yeah, and so let's just say if the guy is spending money on the female, he's paying her bills, paying her rent, you know, even guys that cheat on their wives, you know, pay for their mistress. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of dudes do that stuff. They, I mean, they, they shouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, to that extent where, 
you know, if they're just dating a chick, they shouldn't be doing too much of that, um, you know, up front. And until the, until the girl becomes your girlfriend, you shouldn't be doing those type of things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when, until a girl becomes your girl, then she doesn't get the girlfriend treatment. Because doing all that other extra stuff is giving a, a woman the girlfriend treatment. But you don't, you shouldn't be doing that if she's not your girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could do regular, you know, cool stuff or whatever here and there. But it's like if you, you know, uh, helping her out with this and then you're doing all of that, she should also be reciprocating doing other things for you, too. So it has to be at that level of the relationship where that's going on versus you, you guys just dating and chilling. You shouldn't be doing all that extra stuff for her if y'all just dating and chilling. You know what I'm saying? I got you. So stay right there. Hold on for a moment. I'm going to take a quick station break, service announcement. Be right back. And I have a caller. We'll be just a moment. Racism doesn't exist and never existed. Let's take a look. Our issue is not about racism. There's no such thing as racism. Now, he's not going to go over it because he's working for most of them. See, the thing about it is, when you get into a certain position of authority, you get to meet these people. You're listening to Jay Talk to the People Radio. So join us at 773-897-6235. All right. Um, Thank you so much for giving me the platform to be able to speak to the people. You know, everything's a contract, and you get held to that contract. So you have to be very careful um, when you enter into a contract with these things. All right, folks, welcome back. I have with me my special guest, Mr. Lucario, return of the bad bad boy of the Dayton game. What's up? Mr. Lucario, you, you, enjoying the, you enjoying the show so far? Yeah, of course, man. What's, what's, what's good? What's good? All right, brother. Now, I have um, this concern or this question about, uh, I've seen, you know, videos in reference to uh, so-called interracial dating, inter-ethnic, et cetera, intercultural. It seems that, like, society has a huge part in division, segregation, like, among dating, romance, marriage, and courtship. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your take on what I call color matching, maintaining division with dating? I mean, it may vary from area to area, but do you know that that this is kind of like the way it is in society? What do you what do you mean by, by color matching? Well for the most part it seems that, you know, you even if you look into media and entertainment, 
maybe even in, you know, films, even in your neighborhoods, you know, people, you know, you have blacks, you know, with blacks, marry whites, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So that's right. So you pretty much what I mean. Even even people in your families, you can say that they may have like a preference, but they kind of endorse, you know, just you, you know, staying within your race. That's right. what they call it. Right. Well, yeah. That, I as mean, far that, as you know, dating and marrying is concerned. Yeah. Well, that's you know that's going to happen. Uh, you know, basically more so because if you're if you're if you grew up in an area. Or you grow, you're growing up around you like usually going to grow up around the you know same people from your your same race generally because let's say if you are you know um your people in your family is going to be you know your same race or whatever or people that are in your neighborhood you know what I'm saying you're usually going to be from the same race like now you've got more mixing of people in different neighborhoods you know in a lot of large cities and stuff but before it would be like just a black neighborhood a white neighborhood. A, Spanish neighborhood, the Asians over here, whatever, whatever. So, of course, a lot of times what's going to happen is that if you dating, you're going to date who you're there. You know what I'm saying? So if you're a black person and you're mostly around black people, you're going to end up dating a black person. If you're a white person, you're mostly around white people, you're going to probably end up dating a white person. So it's more so just, you know, who you're in proximity with, which is why a lot of times you end up, you know, with a person from your, you know, your same race. You know what I mean? So it's it's more so that more than when people sort of say, like, oh, well, it's because people like to, you know, stick to quote-unquote the same race. It's more so just because you're near your same race, which is why you stuck to them, more so that you want to or you feel like you want to stick to your same race. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I see more of when it comes to, like, you know, um, that type of topic. But when it comes to interracial um, dating, you know, it, it's, it's, um, a lot of, it's weird because a lot of people have issues with it so, for example, like, even in, like, the black community where it, they'll say, like, oh, you know, all these black guys are dating all these white girls, but that's more like of a media spin because more, more I think it's, like, they say, like, 80-something percent or not, almost 90 percent of black men who are married are married to black women. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, when you look at the statistics, it's not really saying or showing technically um, that thing where all these black guys are dating white girls, you know what I mean, or, or vice versa, whatever it is like that. So you know. So you don't. So you don't see it as this is like the typical, uh, typical direction of life of people getting together, like the conventional thing in society. To like most of the time, usually you don't really see. Uh, interracial dating or interracial couples, I call them, I came up with a term, I call mm-hmm. them extreme diverse couples mm-hmm. or extreme diverse affairs because right. even two people of the same so-called race have diversity between them. Right. So you don't you don't really see that kind of like being like the typical thing, the typical what, trend what, in society. As far like as what they the call tribalism. Oh, for like the typical thing of like black people to be with black people and white people to be with white people and stuff like that. So you saying you saying like right. as far as that or, being more yeah. like uh, like a natural thing, like people just gravitate to to uh, people from their uh, race or something like that. Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't necessarily see it as natural. Uh, mm. Maybe just evolutionary. 
Right. And that's maybe well, the reason why we're, you know, we've grown to be like this. Do you think so? No, nah, see, that's the thing. I don't I don't technically believe that, actually, to an extent. I believe that, um, for like, for example, like, it's like, okay, if, if I believe that before you're quote-unquote black or white or Asian or whatever, you're you're a guy. You know what I'm saying? And before she's black, white, or Asian or whatever, she's a woman. You know what I mean? Because race within itself is a social construct. You understand? And then through that social construct, we have racism, right? But that's something society that has, has created. Your your set uh, social construct, it's um, – it's natural. It's like a biological thing. Like, I'm a man, she's a woman, and period. You feel what I'm saying? Like, there's no, like, social creation <laughs> of what that is. You feel what I'm saying? So, so with mm-hmm. race is a social construct, right? What it is is that right. it, it necessarily couldn't be, like, a, you know, a, a, like, a, a, the tribalism is, is, is socially created. You feel what I'm saying? So it's not mm-hmm. necessarily, oh, I'm dating you because I'm black and you're black. It's it's like and and it's you know it's not like I'm doing it because there's this instinct for me to do it. It's no, it's more so I'm doing it because I'm socially conditioned to do that. You know what I'm saying? So that's what and and also I'm socially, uh, you know the 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 it's orchestrated for that. Like I was saying earlier, is that if I'm if I'm a black person, I most likely grew up in a black neighborhood. If I'm a white person, most likely grew up in a white neighborhood. You know what I mean? So then it's like I'm near that proximity of white people or black people, and then that's how you get to be with those other people, those people from your same race. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you, well, you know that you know some people out there believe that sex or gender is a social construct, but I guess that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> right, and that, that's and that and that's ridiculous because you can't you can't have if you can't have a, 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 a sex be the social construct when you actually uh-huh. need the sex in order to create life. You feel what I'm saying? Like there's right. no yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to laugh to you. I mean, okay. Um, okay, so caller on the line. I'm gonna bring you on. Is this Miss Rain? Hello. Hello. Yeah, where Hello? you at? You by the phone? Yeah, how you doing, Miss Rain? Uh, I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, you were. You weren't by the phone. You wasn't expecting expecting to come on. Uh, I wasn't expecting to come on. I had to uh, walk away for a second. I had something in the stove, and I didn't want it to burn. So I had to use another room. Oh yeah, yeah. Miss <laughs> Miss Rain is a is a frequent guest on J Talk to the People. Did you have any questions for my special guest today, Mister Lucario? Or did you have? Oh no, I was just. I don't have any too too many questions. I was just soaking in uh, just the different uh, topics. It was like kind of like a sampler. You were. It was like a little bit over here, a little bit over there. It's like, okay, this is this is interesting. You got you mixed in a whole lot of things in there. So, um, so how did you get started on giving like dating advice? Um, well, basically, I you know what I used to do was because I was a, a serial dater. Like I I was dating like so many women all at one time, and then. What I did was I would help my friends learn how to date women, like how to learn how to get comfortable talking to women and all that. So then through that, my business partner, who's um, also one of you know my best friend or whatever, we started 
this company, and he was like, hey, you should teach other guys how to do this. So then that kind of started like that, just doing YouTube videos um, and just giving advice. And then through that, it kind of snowballed from there. I was doing, like, e-books and doing articles, and then I started coaching women, and it was just like, so I've been doing it for, like, um, almost 10 years now. So it's been, you know, it's been a while. So I just it just kind of all snowballed for me, you know, figuring out how to, you know, turn something that I like to do and know how to do and help other people with it. You know what I mean? Okay, that makes sense. You know, you find your talent, cultivate it, and then, you know, kind of like provide that as a service for other people. So that's kind of cool. And you said that you had e-books that were out? Yeah, I got e-books. I have uh, DVD programs. I have one of my biggest e-books for men. It's called um, How to Have Sex with Two Women a Day. So that's like my best-selling e-book for men. Oh, my And then I have a I have a book for women called It's Your Fault You're Single Tips on Finding Mr. Right so that's for the ladies, you know. So uh, just, you know different things out there for, for for people out there to step up their game, you know. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Wow, that's an yeah. interesting title. <laughs> yeah, if I got to grab their attention. Yeah, that's true because you don't want it to be like something blind, and then they're just like like uh. Maybe or maybe not. Something right. like that is attention grabbing. Right. So you have a YouTube channel, and are you new to YouTube, or you've been on there for a while? No, I've been using YouTube since like 2008, 2007, 2008. So it's been it's been a minute. You know what I mean? And then like I had like a whole bunch of different channels because my channels kept getting shut down because um, a lot of people wasn't, you know, they, they didn't like to hear what I was saying because I, mm-hmm. I was talking a lot of real stuff because, like, you know, a lot of times, especially when it comes to, like, talking about the reality of, of dating and relationships and stuff like that, you know, a lot of times when you, when, you, when you say, like, the truth or the real authentic stuff, there's a lot of people that don't want to gravitate to it because it's, um, you know, it's not easy to digest and it's not easy to hear. So some people uh-huh. are not really ready for that type of information. You know what I mean? But when they're ready for it and they're ready to really take it, then it actually works for them because they actually do what they need to do to, you know, get some progress. You know what I mean? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. But that's unfortunate that they that they were flagging your channel down because they just didn't like the answers that you were providing. Right, but I exactly. can see that happening. <laughs> There's people who uh, literal. That's just another topic all in of itself, like people's behavior on social media. Right, um, right, exactly. But exactly. yeah, it's certain people that are follow you just so that they can just hate on different. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah. You know. All right. Okay. Yeah, good stuff. All right, folks. Stay right there. Just another quick station break. Service announcement. Racism doesn't exist and never existed. Let's take a listen. Our issue is not about racism. There's no such thing as racism. Now, he's not going to go over it because he's working for most of them. See, the thing about it is when you get into a certain position of authority, you get to meet these people. You're listening to Jay Talk to the People Radio. All right, folks, Jay Talk to the People and the host Jay. 
edition of the Bad Boys featuring I got today Mr. Lucario talking about all different aspects of the dating world, dating game. Mr. Lucario, you doing good? I'm chilling, I'm chilling. What's going on with you? Hey man, just doing what I gotta do. Do you so do you have a basic standard dating strategy slash system or is this just a basis of going accordingly to any situation? Well, it's it's sort of a little bit of both, truthfully, you know what I mean? It's like a lot of times like when you're when you get used to um, you know, putting yourself out there and in, interacting with let's say for example for guys when you get used to interacting with women, right, you know, there's a certain thing that you'll notice that you'll do for, you know, within your game and what you're trying to come across with that works most of the time. And certain things that you might do that doesn't work that well for you. So then you notice, okay, when I do this thing, it works better than when I do that thing. So then you start to do this thing more. You start to stick to that more. So that's sort of like that, um, you know, that's sort of your little technique or whatever that you're doing that helps you. But at the same time, you want to also keep things free-flowing because um, every interaction that you have with women is unique. You understand what I'm saying? So sometimes there's going to be times where you're going to need to, um, you know, not try to follow that same pattern you've been doing, but be open to doing new things and trying new things out and going with the flow within that situation to, you know, get what you want out of that, that situation. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, being able to, go back and forth with, like, both aspects of the game in order to make things happen for you. And I see. Oh. Now, here is another situation with statistics. Mm. I heard this on the news about around the holiday time, like maybe two weeks before Christmas or whatever, that's the most common time for breakups. And their mm. explanation, I think it was, was due to holiday stress. Do you mm-hmm. find legitimacy in that? Well, I, I remember just reading some other statistic about um, people break up around January or something like that because they're trying to start yeah. new and start fresh and whatever. So I can sort of see that that actually happening because, you know, a lot of times people get together um, as the winter is about to, you know, start, like maybe like September, October, because, you know, it's the winter, the holidays and everything. And then around the holiday time and everything, um, people probably start to fall off because, you know, they wanted to, you know, get together because the weather was getting colder and all this other stuff, it's cuffing season. But then as the time passes, those relationships that they've gotten into, a lot of times they were relationships they just jumped into because they wanted to be with somebody. But that somebody they wanted to be with might not necessarily have been someone who they were even compatible with. They just wanted some person there so that they're not lonely for the holidays. And then so as the, the time passes and then it goes, they notice that they're not really that into this person and vice versa. And it just doesn't work out for a lot of times. So a lot of times people are sort of rushing or trying to create um, a situation just because of the time that they're in, but they're not necessarily, you know, having a good time or enjoying themselves well while they're with that person. You understand? So, and that could also be causing the breakups around, you know, the, the holidays because, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, uh, meet family and, and buy presents and go with other stuff, so it kind of it kind of messes up the flow of everything going on, you know? Now, what's your take on couples that argue a lot, that make up, break up, you know, will they last, mm. will they make it, is the relationship right. healthy at all? 
when they're in that kind of state. I mean, the thing with, with couples like that is is sometimes those couples um, last for a little a, a, a little while, but it's it's un, it's still unstable and it's not really a, a healthy relationship. So they'll go back and forth, you know, for for a long time. For me, you know, they can go back and forth for like six months to a year, but you know, and it, then it eventually breaks off, or whatever. But it's like all this back and forth negative energy that's going on, and so usually people like that. Uh, you know, they're usually just too insecure people in a relationship. You know what I mean? And they're too insecure to actually break up with each other and find somebody new that would be better suited for them because they're scared to be alone. They're scared to, you know, um, they they feel like they need the other person there to feel secure. You understand? So this is it's like a messed up cycle where they 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 sort of are not happy in the relationship, but they feel they probably would feel worse leaving the relationship. You understand? So it's like they have to sort of get in tune with who they are and get more confident and be able to be brave enough to, like, call it a day with that person and try to find somebody else that's a little bit more, you know, uh, beneficials for them, you know? Now, do you think something's got to give? Like, they're not going to remain in that kind of state permanently? Like, if they continue to go that way, then they're eventually mm-hmm. going to dissolve or break up. They have to improve oh, yeah. after a oh, while. Oh, yeah, Definitely. No, definitely. They got they if 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 they don't like you know if they if they aren't like able to really rectify all the those issues, then they're gonna break up at some point. It's gonna end. You know what I mean? And it's gonna just be a lot of frustration and you know resentment and bitterness because they've been putting themselves through uh you know that type of situation for that long. You know what I mean? So it's, it's 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 one of those things where the outcome is not really great either way. You know what I mean? So they just need to cut that off and keep it moving. You know. Yes, Miss Rain. Anything to add? You have anything you would like to ask? Um, not at this point. I'm just um kind of like soaking it in. You know, <laughs> um, the the questions that you're asking. I'm just paying attention to what he's what he's saying. The only I could make a comment, but not really too much of a question, but I think emotions play a role in why people decide to stay in tumultuous relationships, like hot and mm. hot and cold type relationship. When it's good, it's really good, and when it's bad, it's really bad. Mm. And it's hard to tell those people that they need to stop. It's like you have to, right. even being a friend, like when they break up, they're not really broken up. So you say all those nasty things, and then they get back together, and then you have to just, Swallow your pride. So right. it's up to those and, people to, you know, do. right. And that's the, and that's the thing too. You can't even in a lot of time in a lot of cases you can't even you can't even technically tell them anything because it's it's really up to the person in that relationship to to realize um, what's really going on. You know what I mean? And 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 unfortunately, some people have to hit rock bottom for them to realize they need to you know move on and and stop doing what they've been doing in that relationship, you know what I mean? So it, it all depends on that, those people that's doing what they're doing, you know? Now, what's your take yeah. on, Mr. Lucario, what's your take on long engagements or should a certain time be given before proposing for marriage or do you, do you even get into that kind of course at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. I always, I tell, I tell men to be with a woman at least 
five to ten years before he decides to marry this this girl. Like at least five to ten years. See, too many dudes they get into relationships or 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 get into like you know trying to wife up a girl and do all that extremely quick. Like they'll be with a girl for six months and then try to marry her or even for a year. And I'm like, that's not enough time where you you need time to really see um, what this woman is about because, you know, if you get married, now you're joining, you know, yourself with this woman and if things don't go the way that it should go, you understand? And the thing is, at any moment, you know, things can change and things can, you know, turn around and, and be on some other stuff. But what you're really waiting for is you're waiting around to sort of see um, the real woman, the real person. You got to see how she really is. And five to ten years is a good enough time to really get a gist of this woman to see, you know, if she would actually uh, make a good wife for you. You feel what I'm saying? So I always tell guys they got to, you know, wait that stuff out. And I know a lot of women hate hearing that. They're like, what? That's too long. And I'm like, hey, you know, it it is what it is because as a man, you got to be careful about, um, you know, if you're in that marriage situation and it doesn't work out, it could it could be uh, detrimental to your, to your life. You know what I'm saying? So. You don't want to put yourself in that situation like that. So you shouldn't rush into marriage and wait five yep. to ten years before you ask you ask about or propose or ask about the idea of marriage. Right. Five definitely. to ten years. Definitely. Definitely. Now how long how long should the engagement be? Or is that just really democratic or voluntary? I mean, yeah, that that all depends on the the people who, you know, their own thing, you know what I mean? Because it's like that that all depends on the couple, but before you even, you know, like there shouldn't be any um, talk of being together in that capacity until like the fifth year on, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if you want to be engaged for like two or three years or whatever, that's on you, but as long as, um, you know, before that, it shouldn't be anything happening until that, you know, fifth year or whatever. And should, if there is children, uh, should children only be born inside a wedlock for the best wealth, welfare for the children? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I definitely think, you know, people shouldn't be having kids until they are together. You know what I'm saying? Until so they're married, until they actually have something stable for the kid. And I understand, like, you know, um, things happen where it doesn't work out that way all the time, but I feel like the best situation, if you can, is to um, create a situation where you have, you know, a, a, a family, like you have the, you know, a husband and wife who is prepared to take care of that kid because when you do that, then you're giving the kid the best situation that they can have to actually grow up and be raised and they'll have the mother and the father there, you know what I mean? So it's like they're they're a little bit more, they'll be a little bit more well-rounded than uh, most people are, you know, nowadays who just don't have a dad, don't have a mother or whatever like that. It's it's crazy out there. So I always say it's best to, you know, have kids after you have that type of situation established, you know. Now, how do you think of folks of different faiths, religions work out? Does it work? Should it be avoided? I think it it, it usually doesn't work out. If, if, you, if you're like a Christian and the other person's like, you know, Jewish or this or that, and, you know, you're like, well, I believe this and I believe that. A lot of times it's not really going to work um, unless for some, you know, miracle, the person who is, you know, super religious sort of looks beyond that, you know what I'm saying, and and just goes with it, you understand? But other than that, if they have their 
um, you know, their their beliefs so ingrained in them and it's like just that's what it is, then it's going to, you know, it's not going to really work out if somebody's religious or somebody's non-religious or, you know, somebody uh, would be Jewish and then they'll be like, well, I can't date anyone or marry anyone unless they're Jewish. So that sort of puts a, you know, a wall between if two people can really make something happen because of that, their religious uh, beliefs and all that other stuff, you know? And uh, what's your take on, like, pickup lines, online dating, speed dating, blind dating? Right. Well, <laughs> well, pickup lines, you know, I, I don't I don't think guys need to deal with pickup lines. It's more so, like, you got to just be authentic with what you're saying. You got to be honest to let women know what you're you're feeling, what's 